0: You're listening to Bloomberg Law. I'm Greg Storr. Around the country, police capture thousands of license plate images every minute using automated cameras. Police use that information to help track stolen cars, find missing persons, and link vehicles to crime scenes. But in many parts of the country, police keep that data for months or even years. And privacy advocates say that's a big problem because it gives police a vast trove of information to track people's movements, even if they have no connection to a crime. A case now in the hands of the Virginia Supreme Court is testing the limits of police power to store license plate data. A Fairfax County resident, represented by the American Civil Liberties Union, says police there are violating a state law by keeping the data for a year and sharing the information with other local law enforcement agencies. A judge threw out the suit and last week the ACLU asked the Virginia Supreme Court to hear its appeal. With us to talk about the case and the broader issue of license plate readers are Catherine Crump, a professor at the University of California's Berkeley Law and a former ACLU staff attorney, and Jonathan Adler, a professor at Case Western University's School of Law. Welcome to you both. Catherine, let me start with you. Let's start just with the policy issues before we get into the the legal issues involving this case, why should I, if I'm somebody who drives a lot but has not been involved with a crime, uh, why should I care about whether police are keeping photos of of my license plate?
1: You should care because where you go can reveal a great deal about you. Um, We're not talking about the police, you know, incidentally, Seeing your license plate as you drive by. No one thinks that's a problem. And no one's even objecting to the police using license plate readers to automatically look at license plates and check to see if the person who's driving the car may have uh, been wanted for a crime. What we're talking about is should the police be retaining vast databases, storing license plate readers for months or even years, information. Um, that, as I said, can be uh, revealing of where people go, and the vast majority of which pertains to absolutely innocent people.
0: Jonathan, let me ask you to give the opposite side. From a policy standpoint, what's the argument in favor of giving uh, uh, law enforcement officials a broad ability to to hang on to this sort of data?
2: Well, I mean, the argument would be that this is public information, that your license plate number – unlike, say, your Social Security number or other personally identifying information, is there for everyone to see, and that uh, if a private citizen wanted to, for example, collect the data uh, or the information of every license plate number that went by their house, they would be able to do so, Uh, and that there's no reason the government shouldn't be able to collect that information, uh, particularly if there are safeguards to prevent the misuse of that information for things other than legitimate criminal investigations.
0: Catherine, back on, on, on the you know, arguments against it, is, is the issue just with, as I think I, I heard you say, is it, it's at least primarily with the, the storage of this data, or is it also with the collection of this, this sort of thing that Jonathan was just saying is is, of course, public that everybody can see?
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone from the ACLU to the International Association of the Chiefs of Police has agreed um, that uh, there's nothing wrong with the police checking a plate as it goes by to see whether the person driving the car is wanted for an outstanding arrest warrant. That's similar to what police have always done. Um, it's been decades uh, now that police have had uh, computerized computers in their car that they can use to check license plates. What's new is... The capacity to store this information for months or even years, collecting, uh, you know, often millions of points of data of where people go, um, and so I think the question, as is often the case when we talk about new technologies, is whether. You know, it's the same, right, to, for a police officer to be able to manually check a small number of plates or whether there's something different about collecting millions or, in the case of some private company, even billions of uh, data points about where people have been. And I think it's pretty different.
0: Jonathan, let's talk a little bit about this this uh, Virginia case. Uh, what, what's the issue uh, being litigated there?
2: Well, one of the central issues is whether or not this is a personal information. There, there is a law in Virginia that uh, prevents state agencies from collecting personal information uh, and 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 maintaining it unless there is uh, express authorization of that activity. And the position of the the state police is that license plate data uh, is not personal information. Now, it's worth noting. Uh, The attorney general of uh, or the then attorney general of of Virginia, Ken Cuccinelli, who is certainly has a reputation of being quite conservative, um, concluded in 2013 that this information should be considered um, a private information insofar as it's uh, being collected for just generally collected as opposed to being part of a case. Uh, But not all police departments in the state of Virginia uh, have agreed with that assessment and not all of them have followed it.
0: Catherine isn't this uh this information different that that, that statute lists a few examples of personal I- uh, information not exclusive but it talks about things like a social security number which is linked to a particular person isn't a a, a vehicle uh different than a, a social security number
1: a vehicle is different from a social security number But um, another piece of data listed there is a driver's license number. And I think a vehicle license plate number is quite similar. Um, You know, think about why the police officers want to collect this information. If it didn't allow them to identify people, they wouldn't care, right? The DMV could give everyone the same license plate, A-A-A-A-A, right? The point is that you can use a license plate. You can look up who that car is registered to to be sure it's possible that someone else is driving the car, But most of us, you know, it's the United States, most of us have a car per person, unless you live in New York City or San Francisco. Um, And so the reason they want it is because it links to a person. And I I um, I, hope—I think that part of the opinion is just flatly wrong.
0: Jonathan, this case is not about the Fourth Amendment, but I can't help thinking about the Fourth Amendment. Uh, There was a Supreme Court case back in in 2012 dealing with uh, police attaching a GPS device uh, to a car— Does uh, it strike you that we're going to eventually have a Supreme Court decision that says there either are or are not limits on the the ability of police to hang on to this sort of data?
2: We might. I mean, the GPS case is really quite interesting because uh, while the court was unanimous in holding that uh, the use of GPS to to monitor a vehicle – uh, in, in that case was a search, a key part of the majority's analysis was that the police had attached the GPS device physically to uh, the car they were monitoring. And so the majority opinion or the, the, the opinion that, that attracted the, the majority of the court really focused on that as a trespass of, of the car owner's property. You don't really have that here. So um, I, I do think that, that that the Supreme Court's case on on GPS doesn't really reach the sort of question that we have in this case. And, um, you know, depending on what happens in state legislatures, uh, it is the sort of thing that could eventually lead uh, to a Supreme Court case. I would note that that at present, this question is primarily being dealt with at the state level through statutes. I think it's about a dozen states, I think, have uh, statutes that limit either the collection or use of this sort of data, and it's certainly likely. I think it's likely that we will see more statutes defining precisely how this data can be collected and used in the future.
0: Catherine, what are the imp- implications of this Virginia case for the rest of the country? Are we is this just a, a case about particular language in a particular state statute, or is this uh, somehow uh, emblematic of of the broader legal debate?
1: You know, I think it's a little unclear what the broader significance will be. It's true that the case is about a specific Virginia statute, but other, case, other states use similar language, um, you know, what is identifying information. And so although a Virginia Supreme Court case isn't going to bind, for example, a court in, you know, Oklahoma or California, courts will look at the language there, and if they find um, an argument persuasive, they'll borrow it. Uh, now, on this issue of Jones, I agree that that case doesn't uh, directly apply um, and, you know, Jonathan's analysis of the case. And I think, you know, because in that case, there was this quixotic fact that the government had to physically attach the GPS device to the vehicle in order to track it. And Justice Scalia wrote an opinion based on that trespass. Um, but, you know. There's so many ways to track people today. You can track them through their cell phones. You can track them using license plate readers. Um, that I think the key question, is, as you know Jonathan indicated, is you know what principles will apply when someone can be tracked in great detail, uh, but without the type of trespass that um, Justice Scalia relied
0: on, in his opinion. Uh, We're going to have to leave it there, Catherine. Thank you so much. Catherine Crump of Berkeley Law, Jonathan Adler of Case Western Law School. Coming up, we talk about libel law and climate change all together in one case. This is Bloomberg.